Hello and welcome to Journey to the DecaCast, and this is a weird episode where we are missing our expert. I am Chris, Common Writer Worm. And I'm Evan. I don't I don't have one. Oh, okay. Well that's I fine. should probably get pick one at some point. <laughs> but yeah, we we don't have the uh due to scheduling issues again. We thought we'd finish with that after December, but hey, work comes up. We've got now the Two people that don't know Common Rider are going to talk about Common Rider. <laughs> oh yeah, but we're just, just zero twelve. So I mean, we're only talking about the most lore and fan service heavy possible version of this show. I'm sure. Yeah, no why. kidding. It's like <laughs> just like in uh, with Kugo is going on. Quite a bit happens in this in zero twelve. Right. Right. Yeah, there's there's time shenanigans going on in this show about time travel now. So yeah, it's uh, actual time <laughs> shenanigans, and Waz getting legit upset with Tokiwa, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, as the uh, this is the first time, like in the intro, when Waz is giving his little intro speech, he says, "There's something that I did not see coming. I didn't think it possible." Yeah, it's it's something like, that wasn't written in the book, and that's. That shouldn't happen. Right. So, basically, we open on the scene that closed out the previous episode of uh, Sogo meeting himself and being like, Hey, I'm me. Yeah, and future I, Sogo. I love how pissed off Sukiyomi is. Yeah, I <laughs> know. She's no, like, she get... you, goddammit. You've been messing <laughs> with us for this entire time. You could have just come and said something. What's the matter with you? Right. I, I, and it is also funny that he is not, like, distant future Sogo. He's literally from three days in the future. Yeah. <laughs> and we get to see all the little cuts of the past things of him hiding around the corner. Though apparently he was hiding under a blanket now. And him posting up the map of where to go find the Gaim watch. Right, right. <laughs> but yes, then he uh, then future Shogo hides behind past Shogo. And then Waz and Tsukiyomi start yelling at him. Except I, I actually like the idea that the reason that Tsukiyomi was kind of slow on the uptake previous episode was she assumed that he would not be so stupid as yeah. to double up his own timeline. You're gonna you're gonna come back into the past and touch yourself and maybe erase all of existence. <laughs> what? Are you stupid? <laughs> Yes, she yes, I am. She did not think that he was timeline doubled previously because she thought that he was smarter than that. Yeah. <laughs> so she's yelling at past Shogo, and we get this nice little. But I didn't do anything. <laughs> and uh, and Waz has this whole "What you are done is no different than the Time Jackers." Hardly an act befitting a king. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I really like how they are yelling it. They're getting really in past Shogo's face. Yes. He's like, I, uh, but I didn't do anything. I didn't do it. <laughs> and future Shogo's response is, I had to do something. It was something I had to do as a king because I had to save him. And we get to see Gates uh, scratching marks on trees in Helheim. Right. To try He's, and. Uh, yeah. D- doesn't seem to be doing terribly great in, uh, no, in Helheim for some reason. Not really. <laughs> He, he, uh, like his face gets all scuffed up and he looks really dirty over the course yeah, of the sequence. It, it, we get, it very much shows an implication of a not insignificant amount of time is pass, is apparently passing for Gates while he's in Helheim. And it's not right. great. <laughs> 
Oh man, I've just got the episode on, and I I just love all the visual gags of Sogo in Three Days in the Future. So it's good. They both walk into the they both walk into his house and say, "Hey, Uncle Sukiyomi and Waz." Yes, we whack come back each of them on the head. Yeah, we come back from the intro. Um, we are back now at the shop, and to identify future and past Shogo, they pin signs to the front of them. <laughs> Yeah, current and three days future Shogo. Yes. And future Shogo explains that he came back from the past, or he came back from the future, where he had fought and won against another Gates. Right. And then God uh, told another, him... Another guy. Or, yes, another guy. And then God told him, you need to believe in your underlings. Yes, and uh, Gaim as in Fruit Jesus, apparently. Yes. Of uh, a common writer Gaim who ascended into godhood at the end of Gaim, or so Garrett has told me. Yeah, they're not super clear on what happened, but I get the impression that Sogo technically won the fight, but Gaze was still trapped in Helheim or something yeah, after that. And, so and he didn't fruit- really have any way to get him out. Yeah, and so Fruit Jesus was like, ah, 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 no, 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 you're not done. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Sukiyomi's like, wait a minute, you met God? And they just blow right past that. Yeah, she's just, <laughs> this is blow, nope, it's fine. <laughs> and so Waz's response is, no, you don't, you don't have to save Gates, you already have the watch, you, you've succeeded. You can just go on right now. <laughs> yeah. And both Shogos... Speak, start speaking in unison like no we have to have gates it's important and then they hug it out because there's oh man you're, it is kind you're of so sweet Sogo is happy to meet himself because he is the only person who is supportive of his own goals yeah it's like you are exactly on the same wavelength as me it's great <laughs> Waz is like no it's not in the book we don't need to save him and Suki and of course Sukiyomi's like, nope, never fine. It's yes, let's go save Gates. Yeah, Waz thinks this whole thing is stupid. He's yeah, like yeah. Now just move on to the next thing. It's not in the book. I don't need to worry about it. Did did Waz already give the uh their uncle a uh the clock to fix or did yes that... that was I believe either last episode or the episode before. And okay, he, right. Yes, Uncle is currently working on Waz's clock. Okay, yeah, I watched them both at the same time, so I. The last yeah. one kind of blended into this one a little bit for me. But yeah, that, that was a cute bit. <laughs> that he, the uncle immediately likes Waz. He welcomes Waz into his house yes. because he actually bought a clock for him to repair. It's the first clock he's repaired in a long, long time. Right. And close out this scene with future Shogo giving past Sh- or present Shogo the map to where the gate, uh, Gaim ride watch is. Cause I can't give you this Gaim. This is mine. You need right. your own. And yeah. cuts back to Gates and Helheim, where it's shown that, oh, he's been traveling in circles and has come back to the exact same tree that he had marked before. And he just kind of does this nice little stumble and fall that very much conveys, God damn it! How much of Gaim have you seen? I have not seen any of Gaim. I have okay. talked about Gaim uh, I wanted a to, bit with Garrett. I was curious if you'd seen any more than I had, because... I get no. the impression, it seems like time is dilated for game gaze or something. Like, yeah, it, it seems like he's wandering around in this, this hell dimension. Yeah, I'm not sure if Helheim than... actually has dilated time or not. I mean, it seems to, 
Yeah, yeah, because he seems to be under significant distress compared yeah, to the length it's... of time that the other characters experience. Well, something weird is going on with Helheim, because from what Garrett has told me, the monsters in Gaim show up from people that are put into Helheim that eat the food from the tree, or like, eat the fruit of the trees. Yeah. And the guys that are in there, he's he was talking about, like, or the he's the alternate writer for Gaim. Um, that's talking with Gates during this yeah, scene. Yeah, I, for, I forget his name, but yeah, he's like the... Yes, he's the secondary writer for Gaim. The the guy who is a leader of, or former leader of Team Baron. Yes. Before he, another Gaim deposed him. He has been he, he's been in here for five years. Yeah, I did see just enough of... I, I did see enough of Gaim to see that this guy is, uh, he's pretty funny just because he's so intensely focused on being the best dance troop leader. Yes. He, yeah, but it's he is ruthless in his motiv- his extremely silly motivation. Got to be the best dance. <laughs> yeah, but uh, him and Gates are having a conversation about hey Gates, you're you have hesitation in your heart. I don't have hesitation. No, but you got <laughs> hesitation though. Yeah. Cuz uh yeah, this guy is straight up tries to murder his uh common writer rival in his own show. So he's like, "Gates, you're 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 not trying to murder very hard there, buddy." It's like if if you want to do it, do it. Prove it. Change it with your own strength. Prove it to me. Right. <laughs> and like it's it's interesting cuz he he comes up to Gates and grabs him by the collar and is like shoving him up in his own face. And Gates grabs his hand to try and pull him off, but he stops and he has this look on his face of like, am, am I, am I not? It's good. Yeah. I like this character. This little arc for Gates is nice. Mm-hmm. They are also very similarly Bashonen when they get oh, yeah, face no. to face like that. They are both very handsome boys. <laughs> uh... So, okay, yeah, back with the guy who is another Gates. He is a uh, complaining... Another guy. You, now you, another, now I've, yeah, I've infected now I'm you doing with it. it. <laughs> yeah, he's talking with Schwartz. Uh, he is upset that everyone knows he's a monster now, so his uh, plans for dance troop... Uh, mastery. Mastery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Supremacy, foiled. whatever, is... Uh, and Schwartz, uh, and Schwartz's response is just, eh, you'll become, once you become king, it won't matter. <laughs> it just kind of waves him off. I am not entirely clear on how he plans for... I guess the guy wanted to become king oh, through popularity of his dancing. And yeah, stuff. and I'm I'm like 100% sure that, you know, Schwartz is lying to him in some way, shape, or form. Probably, yeah. But yeah, so he leaves, and then, oh, hey, what's this? Waz has shown up, and is like, hey, hey, you want to be buddies? Because we've got, we have interests that align at the moment. Let's partner up. I, I really like the scene, because they, they do the cool anime thing where they're both standing, like, like a kilometer apart on yeah. two very far apart rooftops and speaking to each other in a normal voice. They are each standing on a building that is probably at least, like, a, a block or two away from one another and talking in normal voices, and apparently they're able to hear one another. Right. Up until Schwartz, tele- the camera changes, and Schwartz apparently teleports over to Waz's rooftop. <laughs> Their time powers just seem so powerful that I'm just not entirely sure yeah, well, it's why like, they don't use them directly on the hero if they yeah, want to it's, stop it's him Yeah, it's gotta be stuff. that there's a rule. 
gotta because be. Gotta it, be. Well, there's there was stuff before with Schwartz just uh, moving gates off of a building. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he maybe he can't use. Uh, maybe he's not supposed to do that. Do use the time powers on people native to this timeline or something? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. It's got to be something. I hope it's explained. We'll see. Yeah, because they're they're just a, they. The Timejacker powers are just incredibly powerful yeah. in ways that have, they're just kind of ignored most of the time. Maybe, well, no, because they've frozen. Show, I was going to think that was like, maybe they can't use it on Shogo because he's Omazeo, but they've used it on Shogo before, so that already blew it out of the water. Yeah, yeah, and Schwartz can stop time when time has already stopped, so. Yeah, Schwartz is... Schwartz is a pretty good time, Jack. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we got a lot of Schwartz this episode. Although I wish we could have had the others. Yeah, yeah. Schwartz, uh, I don't know. The guy who plays him, I think, is really cool. He's got like a, like a fun melodrama cadence yeah. going on when he does his lines, and his aesthetic is very androgynous and like his a cool vocal way. performance is really good. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Okay, so next scene is Shogo and Tsukiyomi have gone to the, I guess, grocery store? Um, okay. Or... Yeah, not having seen the end of Gaim, I'm pretty sure this is... Yeah, this is like the guy who who is uh, Kamen Rider Gaim. Yes. Apparently he is also working as a stock, a fruit stocking person in addition to being God. Like, or maybe he does fruit delivery. I don't know. But yeah, Tsukiyomi and Chogo are outside the door and they're, and it's closed and they can't get in. They're like, he's supposed to be in here. Well, what's going on? Then they turn around and they both get hit on the head with a mandarin orange. Right. And then they look up and, oh, hey, here's Common Rider Gaim. He's like, hey, you guys are fine, right? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to drop those on you. Oh, whoops. I accidentally dropped more as I am playfully clumsy. Yep, he's uh, adorably clumsy. But uh yeah, the uh another guy shows up and is like because of you I have been dancing fruitlessly for 5 years. Oh my god, I did not mean yes. to make that fruitlessly. Uh, well, it's right before that. It's <laughs> got another or guy common rider guy is picking up the fruit and Tokiwo notices that he's got the two ride watches on his belt. Right, right. He's like, "Oh, hey, those are really important." But then yes, uh, another Gaim shows up and attacks, and Tokiwa transforms, and we... I like this transformation because as the letters are going on the face, it does a nice little slowdown of the face of his mask across the screen. Yeah, yeah, the suit actor, like, moves, like, weaves his head back and across the screen, so the text, like, scrolls across real cool. I was gonna bring it up if you didn't, because it's a pretty That's, sweet move. It's real good. <laughs> but, uh, as... Common Rider Gaim sees Zio start fighting. He's looking at the watch. He's like, oh man, this, these seem pretty important. It seems pretty neat. And he tosses them over as another Gaim, uh, get, rips open things to Helheim and pulls out some monsters. Yeah. Uh, if you have not, if, uh, if you have not seen Common Rider Gaim before, the way they get to Helheim is by opening giant zippers in reality. They they make a big zipping noise, and yeah, then I, just things fall out of them. I, I really like the zipper effect. It's really cool. 
I it's really always... funny considering uh, JoJo's part five is running now, which yeah, literally no, has a guy. This is his power. That, that is his stand <laughs> as the zippers. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so Shogo doesn't immediately put in the guy and watch. Uh, we get a little bit of him using the gun on the monsters and another uh, another guy. And then so Sukiomi decides to call future Shogo and we get a very fun like <laughs> half second joke of her like of Tsukiyomi's like Shogo and both future Shogo and present Shogo respond on their respective Fi's phones going yes yeah Tsukiyomi gets <laughs> this is super so pissed. annoying <laughs> and like she yells Mendokusai and all the music cuts out for a half second as Shogo's just looking at her like I'm sorry <gasps> It's her real being, good. Her being just really mad at Sogo for having the plot be this way is like, it's the most personality she's had in an episode in a while. It's pretty fun. Yeah. But she, uh, oh god, what does? Oh, she's calling pre- pa- uh, present Shogo to ask or future Shogo to ask what we should be doing, and his yeah. response is, "You just keep fighting. It's it's fine for yeah. now." Future Shogo has a plan, and he's just waiting for things to come into alignment for his plan. Apparently, yep. did, did you so- guys mention last time that uh, another guy has this really cool thing where his uh, he he has the orange armor of Gaim, but it looks like it's rotten oranges. We didn't. I don't think we mentioned that it looked rotten. Yeah, but, I think yeah, that's, no, that's that's really cool. cool. Yeah, a good, it's a good visual. Yeah, he uses like one big uh, orange slice, orange slice for his samurai sword, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it Dime looks like a big rotten ones. orange. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, another writer design is great. Yes. So, present Shogo decides to use the Gaim watch. And just as he's about to do it, something yells zero time, and oh, sh- hey, Schwartz is behind him. So he shoots him. Schwartz stops the bullets in the midair, like the Matrix, <laughs> fires them back at Zio, causing Zio to drop the Gaim ride watch, and Schwartz to take it. And he's like, I'm not going to make this this easy for you. No, it's, No. You can't do anything about yeah, this. He opens he, up a thing. Yeah, we were wrong before. He straight up freezes Sogo here. Yeah, he no, it's him. he he. Time jackers could win at any point if they wanted to. Just come up, free Shogo, and get rid of him. There has to be a reason they can't. Yeah, maybe they need. Maybe they know to be more careful with the timeline than he is. Maybe. But yeah, so yeah, he opens a portal to Hellheim. Uh, Schwartz opens and, a portal to Helheim and is t- tosses the Gaim watch into it. Well, he he's about to, but then the second ride watch that Zio got from Common Rider Gaim activates the Melon watch, and it leaps off of his arm and transforms. And they cut it to make you think it's really big. Yeah, like it's this giant ass melon it's, mecha it like, that's like about down to just and crushes Schwartz. the ground. Was, oh. <laughs> and then we cut back, and it's the it goes up to Schwartz's ankles. It, yeah, it is three inches tall. It is it is the size of the ride watch that has <laughs> just, just unfolded tiny bits off of it. It just kind of <laughs> waddles up to Schwartz, smacks him on the foot a couple times, wanders off the side. Schwartz tosses the guy in ride watch into Helheim, and the melon. And ride watch jumps after it <laughs> this episode is very funny like it I is was, they've got a lot of visual gags it's oh 
I was laughing like a lot when I watched this one. It's There's good. a lot of good jokes in here. And then <laughs> so he throws it. So Kiyomi is like, how did you wait? No, how the fuck did you know where we are and what we were doing? Schwartz is just like, man, well, I wonder. And then Waz walks by Tsukiyomi and all the enemies time jacker error out. It's weird. While Waz is now standing over. Uh, yeah, it, it only takes Jodo. him a few seconds to figure out that Waz probably uh, is screwing with him. Yeah. And Tsukiyomi uh, tells Pre- uh, Future Shogo that, well, this happened. And he doesn't seem to react in a way that seems like his plans have gone awry. I mean, he seems annoyed, but yeah. Yeah, but not like, oh no, everything has gone wrong. Right. And so we now go back to the watch shop, where Tsukiyomi is super pissed at Waz. Like, what the the hell were you thinking? Right. What? She does an objection slam onto her onto the table and yells at him like, "What the fuck, yeah. man!" And uh, Waz's response it Waz's response is about uh, the duty of a retainer is to put his lord back on the right path, whether whether or not it uh, endears me to him. Yeah, I I think it's uh, him calling himself a retainer for Omazio is kind of one of the. I feel like that's maybe the best uh, look we've gotten into their relationship so far. Or yeah, what exactly it is. Waz's deal is the more I'm seeing of it, the more I'm getting the feeling it is a very. Um, oh God, what's the era I'm thinking of? Basically, it's it's very feudal Japan. Yeah, yeah. like he he very much sees himself as the stereotypical lore feudal retainer. You mean the like the shogunate period? Like yeah, the shogun. Yeah, he's a he's a shogun's retainer. I think is yeah. the idea. And it's like it is my job to keep you on the right path, doing the right thing, whether or not you know, play, keep you on the path of the ideals that you told me that you were leading, whether or not it makes you pleased with me. Right. And uh, so yeah, that that's causing problems. Was yeah, was. It's- you're adorable, but you need to not do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you need to not help Schwartz. <laughs> Schwartz is a jerk. But uh, uh, in, in the middle of this conversation of yelling at Waz for screwing them over... Uh, <laughs> well, everyone's mad at Waz, except for future Shogo, who's like, Waz, you're just doing what you think is best? That's fine. Right, which makes me wonder what the hell three days of the future Shogo knows that the rest of yeah. them don't. But yes, as you were saying, owner comes in. <laughs> Right. Owner comes in, and, uh, Tsukiyomi is like, oh my god, both Sokos are in the room. Yes. And we get, they have, Tsukiyomi and the two Shogos have a silent conversation that comes up in subtitle, like, in a separate set of, well, we have our subtitles, because none of us can understand Japanese fully, and it comes up in a separate set of subtitles of them having a massive silent conversation that there is no way they are saying everything that those text boxes say they are saying with the movements they are making. Again, I mean, I I mentioned objection a second ago. It reminded me of the points in Phoenix Wright where people have incredibly elaborate conversations without ever speaking. Yeah. They just, like, psychically intuit what each other are saying. Yes. 
But yeah, Sukiyomi's like, three days in the future, Sogo hide. And he's like, no, present Sogo should hide. And he's like, no, you should hide. And she's like, I don't care. What if you get out of here? Yeah, it's, they keep <laughs> arguing up until the point that Waz is like thanking owner. He's like, okay, well, then I'll leave. And he walks out. And so owner turns to watch Waz leave and bows. And he comes back up and realizes, oh, no, there's two Sogos. What? 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 Tsukiyomi, Tsukiyomi puts her hands over his <laughs> eyes, pops back off. Oh, there's only one Shogo. No, wait, there's two Shogos. It's just past Shogo is making sure to stay 100% directly behind future Shogo so that owner can't see him. Because they're just, uh, it's good. It's real good visual fun. It's extremely slapstick and just yeah, it's <laughs> very funny. I like it. It's good stuff. Because <laughs> it, owner just kind of accepts is like, oh, I guess I get I guess I'm kind of tired after working on that watch. And they leave and everyone collapses. It's like, well, well now the watch is in Helheim. What are we going to do? And Future Show goes like, well, no, everything's going to plan. Here's my melon bot. <laughs> yeah, a Apparently, Melonbot can, like, communicate with itself from the past by opening up, like, a two-way radio communicator thingy. So, yeah. this is, oh, uh, yeah, this was at least okay with Future Sogo, if not explicitly what he wanted to have happen. Yes, because uh, Melonbot has taken the Another Gaim watch to Gates. Right. And they have this conversation where Gates is like, "What? The, why are there two Zeos? What's going on? <laughs> and they have a very, they have a nice conversation where got, Gates is very tsundere, like, no. Just, why should I help you? I don't want to help you. Stop it. And I, I was a little disappointed that, uh, Sogo, that one of the Sogos didn't just say, well, I guess you can stay in the Hellfruit dimension if you want. <laughs> no, it's, I really like that it was future Shogo. Like, he he knew exa like, he, okay, so basically Gates has his, I'm not gonna help you. And this is fixed by future Shogo. They're, well, they're asking him to bring, break out of hell. They're saying, hey, we need you to break out of Helheim and bring us the watch because that's the only way that we can get it. I need right. you to do that. Gates' response, why should I do that? Future show goes is bring it back. I'm count, you know, it's I'm counting on you. You want me to stop. You want to stop me from being an evil overlord, don't you? Right. And that's it. That's all he says. Basically pokes at his pride. Yeah, they, they do the thing where they stare soulfully into each other's eyes for a second. Yeah. You, you, yeah, Gates is definitely going to do it. Yeah. And goes back to Tsukiyomi asking, he's like, you let the ride watch, it's, you know, explaining you her understanding, you were letting it go for Gates. Um, and then it cuts back to the other guy, or the other rider for Gaim, noticing that Gates has a watch, or a ride watch, that has a bike symbol on it. Yeah, they've only used those once or twice, haven't they? He's he's very surprised that he saw that. Yeah. But yeah, apparently he's got some sort of idea about using the bike to get out of here. But uh, Yes. Yeah. I almost forgot that they had bicycle I watches. I had. I, I had forgot if they've used it before, I'd forgotten. They've used them once or twice. I think in like episode one or two. 
Next cut is uh, we get another get another guy who is apparently dancing alone in a warehouse. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is footloosing. He's, uh, he's practicing super hard alone. He's extremely sweaty. Yeah, apparently he's been doing it a lot. The stagehands have thoroughly misted him. <laughs> but uh, he stops and notices that oh hey, Shogo's shown up. I mean, you and is kind of he's very cocky. Like you know, you can't beat me. You don't have the weapon for it, right? I saw you lose it. Right. Which uh, um. I guess the timebackers probably just told him that uh that uh Zio couldn't beat him unless he had the Gaim powers. Probably. Cause I don't know why he would know that otherwise. I don't know. Transform. Uh Zio comes out with his sword, and we get a fun little fight scene. That is interspeed that is now intercut with Gates trying to get out of Helheim. I yeah. I like it. Yeah, basically, okay, so the situation in Helheim is essentially, there is one like, tear in the whatever fabric of Helheim is, that is just happens to be over a huge bottomless pit. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, the uh, writer from uh, Gaim, we should really have just looked up his name at some point, but we did not, so that's fine. <laughs> Too late now. <laughs> oh boy. But, uh, yeah, he's like, hey, why don't, uh, use your, your strength of will and stuff to use your motorbike to break through this weird, this, uh, weird tear thing. Evil Knievel this and jump into the breach. Right. But your heart has to be in it or it won't work. Yeah, apparently it's powered by heart. Uh, I mean. Which it actually is. Everything in the show is powered by heart to some extent. Everything in Common Rider is powered by heart and desire. Right. But um, it is very much a couple scenes of Gates just thinking about all the people that have been talking to him, like, oh, do this, and a bunch of different quotes from different people that are all characterizations and character points and character trials for him. And then he decides he's going to do it. So he throws out the bike, and it transforms. He turns into Gates, or Common Rider Gates. Uh declares that he like makes the final decision of no I'm going to stop I'm going to change the future mark my words well which I hope that was his plan the whole I time. will not let him he he makes the declaration I will not let him become an overlord and it's very it it, it got the feeling like oh yeah no it's the actual solidifying his uh personal mission I guess I, I yeah, know. I mean, it's a little weird that we had to see, we. Ha- I mean, okay, over the course of the whole show so far, we've had to see Gates waffle on this, uh, like, his mission, because, like, he'd lived a whole story and a life, apparently, in this dark future he comes from that made him yeah. do this in the first place. Hasn't he had his character arc when he shows up in, in Kamen Rider Zio? But, hey. Apparently not. <laughs> I well, guess... it could it could have been that if you remember that first one, the um, the resistant members. It, it to me, it felt entirely like this is the last ditch. We are pulling every last person, non combat, combat. It doesn't matter. We're pulling everyone for the one last push. This is it, right? And so maybe Gates and Sukiyomi before that 
hadn't actually been military. Because yeah. we just still don't know how Gates got the Gates ride belt. The space where time did, driver. Yeah, where did it come from? I don't know. Nobody. I mean, no. We we don't have any information on it yet. Yeah, Zio just got his. Like he just. Yeah, his just appeared out of nowhere one day. Zio, I I, I believe was had Zio's belt, but where did Gates's belt come from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <gasps> But, yeah, so he makes this declaration. Um, I very much like how the front of his bike has a very, very... Uh, it has a common Rider face on the front of the bike made oh, yeah, out of a watch. Does, it? And it is... It's very cutesy. I, like, want it as a little emblem just to have. Yeah, it looks... This is a weird comparison, but it looks kind of like the Donnie Darko bunny. With yeah, no, a little bit because it's. I can see it. Yeah, it's got like big glowing red eyes, but it is kind of adorable. And it's got the two watch faces making the either horns of a bug or ears of a rabbit, or the arms of a clock. Which yes, that's the motif. Um, but yeah, he he yells, "I'm not gonna die in this hellhole!" and breaks through the zipper. Yeah, because he, he leaps off, and it's very obvious that there's no way he's going to make it, but his desire causes the Gaim watch to resonate with his bike and use carbonation to shoot him forward? Isn't that the build power? Yeah, that's common Rider. That's that's build oh, sparkling. Yeah. yeah, it is like the the red and red, white, and blue. Yeah, thingy. it's the, it, it's the same type of carbonation effect that common or er, build sparkling uh, has. Don't they? They show the sparkling the the dragon. They show the dragon thing on his arm from build glow. So yes. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. But, okay, so yes, Gates breaks through, gets back in. Tosses the ride watch to Zio. He's like, I kept my promise. You got to do yours now. And so Zio transforms as Tsukiyomi calls future Shogo, who goes back to 2013 with the other Gaim. Because they're uh, present Shogo is in 2018. And future Shogo has gone back into the past to 2013. Yeah, so that they can do that cool, uh, like, split-screen of... thing where they have the same fight in the past and the future at the yeah, same time. Yeah, no, I, I really like this <laughs> fight, because it has... The way they do the split-screen and all the different cuts and how they have people react in similar and different ways, it's all really good. Yeah. Yeah, the guy armor is incredibly silly, but also very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it's... it a lot, but it is very silly-looking. Mm-hmm. And I love that uh, pre God, calling them present and future when they're in the present and past is weird. <laughs> um, I like that present Shogo reacts in a very similar manner to seeing the Gaim armor for the first time that future Shogo did in the last episode, where he was looking up at it like, what the fuck? Although he doesn't fall over. <laughs> but, yes, future Shogo in the past immediately starts attacking Gaim while uh, present, present, present Shogo, Shogo is like, hey, Waz, aren't 
Aren't aren't you going to do the hype thing? Yeah, don't don't you usually hype me up when I transform into a build uh, an armor for the first time? Don't don't you have some words? <laughs> and Waz is like, oh oh, of course, oh, of course, well, as as expected <laughs> of my overlord. And of course, he does his little hype thing. It's the greatest of all writers, the ruler of time, traveling beyond time. Oh god, I missed it. Uh. Uh, traveling beyond time and space to reign over past and future, he is common writer Zeo Gaim Armor. Gaim Ama. <laughs> I love it. It's a pretty fun scene. And then both Shogos do nice, fun kabuki little thing. A little kabuki dance and pose. Ah, oh, I love it. Kabuki's fun. Yeah, they've got and they've got Sakura petals blowing around them mm-hmm. too, which is... A nice touch. You get, I forget what the actual instrument is, but it's the the very Japanese like ting 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 ting. I forget what the um, actual instrument is. I yeah. So I is, don't it, is it just a woodblock? I be. don't know. I I uh, have never. I I don't know. I've heard it a thousand times before now, but uh, yeah, don't really have it's... any idea what makes that noise. Ugh. They use it as but... a motif in like tons of different stuff. They do, but and yeah, then we get the. They both, uh, both uh, future Sogo and present Sogo use all sorts of wacky ass orange themed attacks. On, yeah, it's. Uh, I really like this fight. It's really well choreog- uh, choreographed. Yeah, it's, it's a, got it's a, a lot. Good one. Yeah, it's got a lot of neat cinematography. A lot of like good physical camera work. I like it. But yes, a lot of silly orange attacks and orange, like, I'm going to, God, I'd forgotten about that one, where Future Shogo in the past is like, okay, I'm going to put my sword up in the air and a bunch of digital oranges are going to appear in the sky and then dive bomb another right. guy. He, he, like, uses his final smash attack or something. Yeah, it's, I do also like, really, really like this uh, last attack they do. Yes, where uh, squash time break. Yes, it's. They both, so we get a vertical cut where we have future Shogo above and past Shogo below, and it's sheathe their weapons and wait in a EI pose. Yeah, they do the EI jutsu thing where they wait for the opponent to come at them, then they slice with both of their swords at the same time. And it's actually, like, way more gruesome than usual, because they, like, freaking eviscerate this guy. Separates into three pieces and then explodes. Right. And I'm like, uh, usually the another writers live through this. Uh. Yes. And then immediately after that, it, it goes to Fruit Jesus. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Here. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's got that weird time effect and he kind of just fades away. Cause Gaim now long, no, now has no longer happened. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the timeline did not happen anymore. And yeah, and Fruit Jesus fades away with the quote, this is what it means to be a king. Which is a good quote. I like it. I should watch Gaim. It it does make me extremely wonder what the scope of his powers are if he was just like, I'll stop existing now, I guess. I don't think he had a choice. I mean, it seemed like he didn't have to encourage Soko earlier on. No. No, he didn't, but he may be able to see things that need to be done. Yeah, I, I'm very curious what was going it's on. It's like, it, with I'm, I'm wondering, is his god, like, which of the three tenets of godhood does Fruit Jesus tick? <laughs> like, is, is, 
it's it's omnipresence, omnipotence, uh, and omniscience. <laughs> it's all seeing, all knowing, all powerful. Which you have to get at least two of those to be considered a god. Which two does he have? Isn't all seeing and all knowing basically the same thing? Ooh, similar, <laughs> but they're distinct enough because it's you can be. There's a difference between. Knowing the entirety of all knowledge and information and seeing everything and comprehend everything that is happening. Fair enough. But Let's yeah, see, so know. that fades out and has raises lots of questions that are not going yeah. to be answered right now, apparently. Uh, we get back to present Shogo, because I don't think future Shogo is now a non- issue. Yeah, I think the idea is he takes off in his time machine back to his own time. Yeah. But we teleport out Shogo and Tsukiyomi hear a little bit of a bag and oh hey! Gates stumbles out from behind some shelving Right. Looks grumpy and then runs off. <laughs> yeah, and a bunch of zippers open and all the members of Team Baron that uh that the another Gaim character had thrown into Helheim all are apparently okay. They they all come out mm-hmm. of Helheim and are alive ish. And they uh, don't really look the worse for wear. Kaito. Guy- Kaito is the name of this Kaito. Guy. Okay. <laughs> As Kaito comes out and another Gaim is like calling out to Kaito, he's like, Hey. Yeah, and, and Kaito's just like you didn't use your own power to become the best at dancing, so I have no use for you. Get out of my sight. I have no use for you. And the guy just collapses. It's very silly. Which is one of the the sadder endings for another writer so far, I think. Yeah. Usually they have some sort of, like, you know, good dating one. Resolution instead of just, no, you're fucked. I I guess except for uh, that one crazy... Dan guy from the previous set of episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they they didn't really give him the thing, but hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, so but yeah, back at, uh, back at the house, everyone is uh, relaxing from this epic adventure, and Gates brings chicken as a peace offering. Yes, his owner is like, so, uh... So when's Gates going coming back? He's, he's, he's fine? Oh, you saw him? He's fine? That's good. So so when's he coming back? It's it's been a while. And Shogo's like, yeah, well, I don't know. But then yes, Gate shows up and smacks Shogo in the back of the head with chicken. Cause I think it's I think when he originally left, he was asked to go get he was asked yeah. to pick up chicken on his way back. Yeah, I think this was in the episodes we recorded with Fletch, but yeah. In the like a two or three episodes ago, the uh, the uncle was asking everyone, like, hey, when you go out, can you please get chicken? And they were all in yeah. a super high drama situation, so none of them remembered yeah. to get chicken, ever. But the uh, owner makes a fortuitous exit of the room as Gates and Shogo have this nice conversation of Shogo's like, hey, I'm glad you're back. And Gates is like, I'm not back for you. I'm not here to be friends. I'm going to stop you. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And Shogo is like, like good. <laughs> I've resolved to keep my friends close and my enemies closer. 
just like I had been doing previously. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I'm glad you're here, Gates. Very, yeah. <laughs> we get the thing of Shogo giving this nice, bright grin, and Gates just stone face of, mm-hmm. <laughs> goes like, oh, you like me. Gates, yeah. no, I don't. Tsukiyomi's fun. And then we get this fun ending scene that implies so much of Waz coming in, and he's like, oh, well, I guess this isn't what I expected, and uh, such a splendid, his exact line is, such a splendid opportunity to ex- to dispose of an intrusion. However, I suppose it speaks to the greatness of my overlord. He will utilize every opportunity he can to his to their fullest, then they can be eliminated at their leisure. Then he opens his book and freaks out. Because apparently Gates's name has now well, it doesn't say yeah, it. He says he what? says that cannot be Gates's name, and it's not yeah, and clear. Like, is does he find out that Gates is someone that he shouldn't be, or is well, it's Gates in the book in some way he shouldn't be? Yeah, Waz has made the point of always saying, "Shogo, you you don't need him. There is no record of him in my book. You don't need him to become." The Overlord. So I get the implication that uh, Gates is in the book now. That would be a pretty logical assumption. And like his, the maybe was like was. Okay, so I'm random speculation. Since was Gates and Tsukiyomi all come from what? for some reason, is tagged as the primary timeline. Maybe because Omazeo comes from it, maybe not, whatever. And because of Gates and Tsukiyomi and everyone coming back into the past, the main timeline is actually having alterations done to it now. And enough is going different that Waz's book itself, that is like, here is the recorded past of this main history that is immutable, isn't immutable anymore. <laughs> well, I guess we will find out. I yeah. look forward to it. <laughs> yes, because it's Waz freaks out, and then, yes, we get a cut scene of who I imagine is another common Rider running upstairs. Judging it's really from too... the preview, I think this is the guy who is common Rider Ghost, I think? Yes, I believe it is Ghost. Uh, also in the preview, we see Decade, uh, an armor that looks a lot like Kuga, and that one from the first episode of Decade that had, like, the weird Ryuki. flame sticks? I think it's Ryuki? Yeah, Ryuki, yeah. And yep. apparently Sogo is dead. Uh, yes, he is a Shogo, ghost. Sogo, Sogo is dead and a ghost. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, next episode looks like it's gonna have a lot of stuff going on. It's, uh, mm, it's gonna be interesting. Got a lot of contractors and, uh, apparently the death of our main characters. So, mm. yeah, <laughs> fun times. It's gonna be fun, fun, fun. Zio's good. Yeah, I really, I really liked this. Th- this du- uh, du- like duology with uh, you know the future Sogo coming back and the Gaim stuff. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Just it, this, this introduced a lot of comedy potential and slapstick situations that I'm not sure if I ha- it's because I haven't watched all of the episodes. There's a couple I've skipped. But it hasn't seemed all that like, yes, there's been jokes going on and people have been making funny, but it hasn't been as lighthearted as it was sometimes in the earlier episodes. Yeah. And this kind of 
brought it back down again? You know. Or brought it, brightened it up again, okay. I should say. Uh, no, no, th- these, are, this, uh, these are the first two episodes of Zio that this director did. Uh, huh. Kazuya, oh man, his last name's pretty long. Kami Horiuchi? Yeah, Kazuya Kami Horiuchi. Uh, he okay. did several build episodes, like nine of them, but uh, yeah, these oh, are the neat. first Zia ones he did. Well, whether or not it is, it feels similar in tone. Yeah, yeah. It's a I little more if, lighthearted. Did they bring back the guy who wrote the earlier episodes, actually? Because I know they... I have no idea. Nine and ten were written by someone different. Oh, no, Okay. I, I, okay, yeah, I guess he was just getting his feet, getting his footing, because, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, kind of weren't huge fans of 9 and 10, they were like, they had some good moments, but weren't great, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, these two were written by that same guy, and he actually wrote the next, uh, he wrote <laughs> 9 through 16. Yeah, maybe just got his feet under him. Yeah, I, I enjoyed these ones a whole lot, so, yeah. uh. Okay, so now we've got the 12.5, the interstitial, the Zio complementation project. Yeah, this one is mostly about Schwartz being very weird. The, or well, the guy who plays Schwartz being very it's, weird. It, it, it is, tech, it's, according to what they say, it is about solidifying Gates's, Schwartz's, and Waz's, like, their goals, what their stated goals are. Right. <laughs> they don't but actually do that at all, though. They don't, well, they do... But it takes them a little while to get there, because this is a very expressive, all silly episode. I I do really like how Waz is like, okay, we're all from the future, you and the Timejackers both seem to have the same motivation, and me and the Timejackers have similar methods. Are we sure the viewers are going to be able to, like, tell the difference between all this? Yeah, it's like, are are you sure they're not just going to assume we're all on the same side? Uh, yeah, the timejacker is the timejacker is um our timejacker side is shown by pictures of the two other timejackers, not Schwartz. And then Schwartz shows up and starts <laughs> acting very weird. He said he was rehearsing I, for a play. I wonder if that plays into He's he's doing up. a lot of physical movement and like bobbing up and down and wiggling a little bit and I I I have to believe he's trying to emulate some Japanese entertainer. Right. I, I mean cuz okay, there's a joke here that I'm not that we're not getting. Yeah, this isn't how he acts the Swords character at all. The Swords character no, is very controlled, very smooth, very powerful. And like This guy is loose and wiggly and I would it, I wouldn't call it flamboyant cuz it's not, but it's like in the same vein of that style of silliness. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I I am just extremely confused what they are doing with the like the actor must be doing something specific and I am not well informed enough to know. And I would like to know how much of this is like actually scripted because when he comes in and he's doing this and Gates walks up to him and you can see Gates like have to stop him the actor playing Gates have to stop himself from busting out laughing. <laughs> And I don't know if, like, this is scripted or not. I'm hoping it's not, because that makes it a lot funnier to me. Right, and and Waz, like, this might be scripted, actually, because he walks in front of the camera, and everyone's like, you're doing your blocking wrong. And they've actually been, like, Waz has done that several times in the complimentation episodes, where he's just, like, gets in front of everyone else, just Mm -hmm. out-blocks everybody. 
in the uh, to explain something. So, yeah, so they they've they're declaring that hey, we're going to we're going to we're going to roll. We've done an interview, a secret interview, uh, based on viewer suggestions, and so it cuts out with the first question of where are you from. And it cuts back, and Gates, Waz, and Schwartz are all sitting on cha- a little, like, stools, but their faces have been heavily pixelated, and their voices are pitched up super high and super, super high. And it's, <laughs> it, it has the tag in the bottom of, voices have been altered to protect their identity. They didn't do a very good job. <laughs> right. So basically, they all say they're from the future. Uh, yeah. Next question. So what are your goals? They they don't really say anything we don't know here. Uh, Gates wants no. to prevent Omazio from ruining everything. Uh, Was actually, I guess his is the most new. He says he has sworn his loyalty to his overlord, which is why he's doing what he's doing. Well, it's all three of them. They're, they're saying, uh, okay, so what's your job? All three of them are speaking in very, like, they're no, their voices are no longer being pitched. They're just speaking in very, very silly voices. Right. With different, like, dialects and accents. <laughs> did, did you see the move black, don't block my shot section? <laughs> no, it's, it, it's the Schwartz, to to start his voice going, they're going, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, and Schwartz says that he just wants to create a king who acts more in his favor, so and <laughs> that's could mean anything. The the next one uh the next uh question is actually so what do you think of twenty eighteen? Uh Jace gives an answer about some actress. Uh Waz goes uh, uh way I was um Waz says US China trade disputes and the Korean Peninsula are pretty pressing topics, I'd say. Yeah. And I was like, like, oh oh yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh the future of this period seems very uncertain. Uh hey Waz. Wow. Uh getting a little too real there, bud. Uh did not want to think about that while watching Common Rider, yeah. but he's not wrong. And then Schwartz's response is Hey, you guys, you guys want to know about a guy, place that's cooler than Akihabara? This place called Ozumi Gakuen. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about here. It's something school. And he's being... I don't... They're... <laughs> the fucking ha-ha-ha screen. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I, okay, y'all, I'm... If it seems incoherent and is hard to understand what we're talking about... That's because it is a very, very visually funny... Like, a lot of this stuff is visual comedy, and yeah. it is hard to describe. And, and also, like, I mean, the thing is, is that a sports actor is, like, overacting on top of the middle of... Uh, on top of, like, everything else that's going on. So it makes it pretty incoherent. <laughs> yeah, they're super dramatic and silly. Like, they're purposefully being ridiculous. It's... It's hard. So, right. yes, uh, Schwartz gives his response, and then it cuts out... Comes back and Gates is like, hey, wait a minute, we're missing the point. Schwartz says, oh, but we're conducting the interview. And Wazis tells everybody to be quiet by going, shh, and puts his finger up in front of his mouth. And Schwartz puts his finger up in front of his mouth. And then so he can talk, Waz moves his finger over to in front of Gates' mouth. And Gates puts his mouth, he put, <sighs> Gates starts sucking on Waz's finger. Oh, right, right. Which is like, 
Did, did they script that? I, <laughs> I have no idea. Cause it's a it, it's it's a fairly erotic move. I gotta say, <laughs> he's just like, oh, and gives a look to this camera like, mm. yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, they cut again, and uh, and Gates is explaining like, okay, so my appeal yes. is I'm reluctantly nice to people I should hate. Uh, well, it's the, the final question is so what is your so what are your real goals? <laughs> but he's like, if I if I kill Zio, I, I can't exactly be reluctantly nice to him then. Yeah. Uh, it's... Yeah, Waz just wants to assist his overlord. Uh, I I add twists into the story as required by the writers. Yeah, cause it's it's I'm here to add twists in because what story isn't story is boring if it doesn't have any good twists. <laughs> His, uh, when he winks, it makes a gunshot noise, which is cute. <laughs> He's like, and if you were led to believe that I have ulterior motives, that would be a ridiculous belief. <laughs> Blink. And then Schwartz, who's like, I've been making a lot of bad choices for kings. Maybe I should get a bodyguard. Because, you know, villains have to raise the stakes right before the Christmas rush right. for that money. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so Waz says, well, we've really shed some light on things here. No. Yeah, it was... No. I like, it's, Schwartz starts getting progressively, progressively more and more ridiculous, and so it cuts out to the, uh, TV test screen, and it's like, we apologize for the inconvenience, we'll be back in a couple moments. And then, yes. Cuts back, and, oh god, that's why I, man, that shit makes me think it's really improvised. <laughs> So, yeah, we come back to the asking of, yes, Waz stating that, oh, yeah, we've really shed light on it, haven't we? And Gates is like, we didn't, we didn't explain anything. <laughs> so Schwartz is like, he's just trying to start, he's like, I'm, I'm, I get the feeling, he's like, I'm going to start explaining things. So he's going to slide and, on and through Waz. Uh, Waz's actor starts, like, petting Schwartz. <laughs> Oh, it's Waz starts like biting at Schwartz's hair, and Gates is poking him in the chest, going "bing bong." It's so weird, and they just kind of fade out from here. Yeah, it ends with a to be continued. Like, I what happened in this point five episode? I don't know. It was hey, look at Schwartz being silly. I'm fine with that. The I feel like the most uh, coherent thing they established was that uh. They they kind of seem to be acknowledging the fact that they're being intentionally deceptive with the fact that Waz has ulterior motives. That, yeah, like, his stated like, goals, oh. like, those are maybe his goals, but, like, the fact that he's like, oh, don't assume I have any ulterior motives, like... Yeah, it is very much a thing of, oh, you guys are... <laughs> you guys have a lot of strange thoughts about this show. Wow, that's... That's real interesting. I'm... I don't believe it, though. It, it it feels very teasing towards their audience. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. In a, in a friendly, cute way, but still teasing. It, it's one of the weirder point five episodes. Yeah, it's just a little bit. super wild. It's fun. I got a lot of giggles, but... Yeah, they just have these... Very weird. They do this for a few of these sometimes, so they're just like, just, you know, have the actors in a room <laughs> and just, you know, I don't know. They probably just... They probably do that thing that a lot of uh, uh, a lot of like uh, com like the Seth Rogen comedies do, where they they roll until they get something like unique and funny that wasn't scripted or something. 
Yeah. I don't know. Or at least that's how they used to do those, but I don't know. I, I have to imagine that's what's happening, because <laughs> these are weird. But yeah, we should probably close it out here. We've gone for an hour, and that, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess there was for a fair hour. amount of stuff happening in that episode to cover. But. Yeah, no, there's a lot of going. Hour on a 30-minute episode, that's not too bad. Yeah. All right, so, uh, oh man, I forgot to write that. I'm going to write a script for our outro. I forgot to do it yet. Uh, this has been Journey Through the Decacast, uh, Shard 12? Yeah, Shard 12. Um, we are in podcast on the internet at journeythroughthedecacast.com. Part of the Rice Ball Network? Yes. Uh, we have a Twitter, which is, I think, at RiceBallFM underscore FM. Um, it's on the website. I'll also have it in the Rice script. Riceball underscore FM. Riceball underscore FM. And you can also email us at journey through the decacast dot journey through the decacast at gmail dot com. That is journey through the decacast at gmail dot com. If you would like to uh, pick a fight with me, I am Worm with Y on Twitter. Uh, I, feel free to do I'm, so. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not on Twitter. I don't know. If you want to pick a fight with me, you could just email. I guess. (laughs) Um, but we'll be back next week with uh, Kuga, hopefully. Yeah, probably. Twenty-five through twenty-nine. Yep. Yeah, Kuga next week. Evan, have do you ever think about the fact that we've watched one episode of Decade? (laughs) Occasionally, yeah. It's really, it's pretty like, good. I, I, I think about, so Garrett, if you want to end the podcast, you can do it right here. Um, I think about sometimes that the fact that we're probably not going to be done for at least a decade. <laughs> ah, it's the name. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> a lot of fun, though. It's fun. Common Rider's good. Yep. Okay. We should probably stop here. Yeah, we could stop. Don't lose your way. (laughs) Good night, everybody.